It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. Pizza Hut up in Timmins. Oh, they're getting some unwanted attention after an unfortunate typo on a sign that they posted on the door. On the door, they posted a sign that said, due to unforeseen circumcisions, <laughs> the dining room will be closed this evening. Oh, unforeseen. There's a circumcision that was unforeseen. We didn't know the circumcision was going to happen. You were tr- testing out the autocorrect on your phone. And I that- was trying to like kind of blindly type circumstances, and one of the autocorrects was circumcision. So that could be what happened here auto-corrected to circumcision, but it sounds disgusting. Or maybe there's a circumcision happening at the Pizza Hut. I don't know. Who knows? Careful eating the pepper rings. Yeah, don't eat the calamari. Morgan Wallen, one of the hottest tickets in country music. Average price for his tickets, 686 bucks. It's a lot of money for one ticket to a Morgan Wallen concert. That seems crazy. It's 14 times more than that if you want to go to the Super Bowl. According to TickPick, the ticket website, the average price for a Super Bowl ticket February 11th in Las Vegas is $9,800 American. (laughs) Is it jacked up this year because Taylor Swift is going to be there? Maybe. Could be. Maybe. People just want to see Taylor. It's at the Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. That's a nice stadium, too. It's a combination of things, maybe. But $9,800 if you want to go there. I prefer to watch the game at home and eat foods that have made my family predisposed to diabetes, which my doctors say is the Super Bowl of chronic illnesses. It's all the rage in Japan. Going out for a coffee, and while you're sipping your coffee, you're surrounded by little mini pigs. They call these things micro pigs, and there's about 10 pig cafes. Well, you said it was all the rage. There's only 10? Well, 10. That's In the whole ass country of like close to a billion people? That's quite a few. Do no, we, it's not. We it's don't not have enough. any. We don't have any. <laughs> so people are going to these... Cafes, about 20 bucks to sit there for 30 minutes, sip coffee, and enjoy the little piggies. This is a good business opportunity for farmers. You got pigs? Side hustle. You <laughs> erect a little building off the barn, a couple tables there with chairs, and you charge the city people 20 bucks to come look at what you already have. Oh, heck, charge them extra to just be in the barn. Have the whole experience. City people are stupid. They'll go sit in a barn. You could probably charge city people to shovel the crap. Yes. You probably could, right? Yeah. You give them some waders and a shovel and you charge them and they're like, look at me. I'm shoveling. I'm a farmer. They post it to Instagram like it matters. Take a picture. Like, look at me. In the meantime, you're just rolling in that sweet cash. Yeah. Yeah. Exploit those dummies. What did you collect growing up as a kid? I actually had a bunch of books of stamps. <laughs> That's real sad. It's lame. That's a real sad answer. No, they were given to me by a grandparent, and I don't know where they went. I think they ended up in a bin somewhere. I probably could be a millionaire right now. Over some stamps? Had some classic stamps. Like what? I don't know, a lot of queens on the stamps. <laughs> a lot of old white women on the stamps. People <laughs> love paying for old white women. There was sailboats. I don't know, all those old things. Uh, there was a schooner somewhere in there, too. And we're talking about this because over in Regina, there is somebody auctioning off a whole bunch of unopened boxes of 1979-1980 OPG hockey cards. And the reason these are valuable is because they could contain a bunch of Wayne Gretzky rookie cards. Bidding has already hit a million bucks for these. They've never found anything like it. It's the holy grail of 
hockey cards. It's kind of cool, right? Yeah. And they were just sitting in a basement in Regina. Decades. Yeah. Decades and decades. For kids who don't know about hockey trading cards, we used to spend our allowance buying hockey cards and our parents told us we were wasting our money while they blew cigarette smoke in our face. It yeah. was a simpler and more racist time. Oh, it'd be a terrible thing to have happen. You go skiing and at the end of the night you're tired and you just want to go down in the gondola and go back home. How many ski resorts are you going to with gondolas? Well, this is a fancy one over in California, and this girl named Monica Lasso taking the last trip down the gondola. It stops for 15 hours. There wasn't anybody at the top of the gondola to tell the people at the bottom, like, hey, there's still somebody on here. Probably a classic case of, oh, it's 5 o'clock, I'm going home. Yeah, you know what? Underpaid workers. Yeah, yeah. you just want to get home. They're probably like, you know what? Boss cut my hours <laughs> right at 5 when I'm supposed to be done. I'm <laughs> shutting off this gondola, and I am going home. I'm out of here. There might be someone in that gondola, but I want to go home. I'm going home to my 400-square-foot apartment I share with six people. Freezing cold, apparently just rubbing her hands together all night long, and they didn't find her until the next morning when the gondola started up again. She survived. She didn't have a phone? No, because she was snowboarding. She didn't want to break her phone. Okay, I don't ski or snowboard. It's not like you go out thinking, I should bring my phone because I might get stranded in the gondola. No, but even on the gondola, you, like it might take a couple minutes. You just cruise Instagram or something. <laughs> and then if it gets stuck, you call 911. You're like, I am stuck. I'm going to freeze to death. Save me. We agree. If you don't have a cell phone, you're stupid. But wow, overnight in a cold, isolated place like that must have been terrible. Reminds me of a night I spent in Carlo. And maybe McDonald's is part of your morning thing. You go get a coffee, a muffin, mm -hmm. bagel. They sell donuts there now. McDonald's sells all sorts of stuff. A muck muffin. Why'd you say muck muffin? McMuffin? Is yeah. that what you say? Do you say muck muffin? McMuffin. Muck muffin? Is that a local thing? Maybe. No, I think it's a Matt Hussey <laughs> thing. Yeah. Starting tomorrow, though, you roll through McDonald's, you'll be able to get a McRib again. McRib's coming back. Oh, nice. It hasn't been back since 2014, so it's going to be back. It's pretty much a pork patty, pickles. What else is on this thing? Barbecue sauce, onions. It's on one of the long buns instead of the round buns. Yeah, it's like a press made to look like ribs, but mm -mm. not actually ribs. The best ribs are the ones that aren't actually ribs. You don't want to bite into bones, so that's fair. The hell I don't. That's why I buy normal ribs. You get in a McRib, you ever had the McRib? Uh, you know what? I don't think I have. No, it's amazing. Now's my chance. It's glory. The barbecue sauce makes it nice. The sweetness of the barbecue sauce. If you've never had a McRib, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. Imagine the joy of your wedding day and the birth of your first child and your college graduation all in your mouth. Mm. Except for me, it's even better because I don't have kids. And as clever as you think... You might be trying to get a custom license plate that might be a little dirty. The government knows all the dirty words, all the dirty references, including the province of British Columbia. They released their list of rejected license plates. Yeah, the government must be pretty dirty because they recognize everything. Oh, they're sick in British Columbia. Someone tried turd. That's they, just blood. They didn't get it. <laughs> all right, so they didn't uh, approve turd. Some pig? Uh, I don't know what that one that sounds like a Charlotte's Web reference. I mean, it's a Charlotte's Web reference. Um, straight WM, straight woman maybe, and IDGAF, a bunch of variations of that. I don't give a yeah. flute. People tried, 
And then there were some sexually suggestive ones turned down, like boink. <laughs> Hogasm. Hogasm? Yeah, H-O-gasm. Okay. Hustler. That's close to your last name, Hussy. Yeah, I know. I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't do Hussy. I almost want... I, <laughs> I want would, to try. Would I would pay, if if I was willing to front the money, would you pay to get a custom license plate that says Hussy or at least try? Let's try. The risk is if you get the plate, you have to put it on your car because you've registered it. Which would be fine. You would do that? I need new plates. Okay. And you try fatty as well. That Should probably will be turned down because of like body image issues or he's, something. He's body shaming yeah. me. He's saying fatties are okay and they're not. They have heart disease. It's my name. It's my name. What are some other rejected ones? Lazy butt mm-hmm. and a bunch of things ending in 69. <laughs> like, <laughs> what if you're 69 years old and that's what you want to gift yourself for your birthday? Come on. <laughs> the government's got to get their mind out of the gutter. I think you do. What if you're 69 years old? Yeah. I'm going to be 69 at some point. You know what? If you're doing the 69 at 69, you deserve that license plate. We learned, uh, I think it was earlier this month, that Service Ontario's would be moving into Staples offices at some point in the near future. We knew that already, but we're going to be hearing from the province today about even more possible locations for Service Ontario offices. They include municipal offices, so your your local government office could have a Service Ontario inside of it. Retail outlets, things like libraries are another option as well. Don't librarians have it hard enough? <laughs> <laughs> they have to help you research your essay on stanza structure and whatever. And now they have to tell Linda from Lonsboro she needs glasses to drive. Can we pay librarians more? And people will be getting them mixed up. Half of their job will be, where's the service Ontario? Go to the next desk. I don't know. I'm thinking maybe they move every government office into a law blah store, right? Then you only have to visit one place to get ripped off. Valentine's Day is going to be here. And we're asking you this year, what's the worst date you've been on? Someone out of the Bayfield area. She said, the guy I was dating, he needed gas. So he pulled up to the gas station and he proceeded to pump $5 worth of gas. Okay, hold on. <laughs> In his truck. I'm, I'm going to stop you. I know, I know you're still going. Right away, number one, you fill up with gas before the date. Number two, he's driving a pickup and he's only dropping $5 in. I've never owned a pickup. I filled up Trisha's dad's pickup a couple times. $5 is not putting a dent at all in a pickup gas tank. That that just gets you out of the parking lot. Yes. (laughs) And so she wondered at this point if he could even afford to be out on the date. And so then she felt bad even going into the date. Fast forward, though, 20 years, they're happily married, going strong. Gave him another chance. There was reason for concern. That's nice. Now he puts a 20 in, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Well, inflation. With inflation. He has to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Always sucks when your car breaks down. Happens sometimes. But imagine you just fill up your car. You top it off. All that delicious gasoline. Oh, that's a great feeling, too. After you spend the money, yeah, my car's full. It has a lot of money, but at least my car has gas in it Right. There's a gas station in Guelph. I don't know if the gas was expired, diluted. There's some more water in it than usual, but dozens of people reporting that their cars broke down because the gas was bad they filled up with. Yeah, the local mechanic there had all these people showing up with the same problem. They tracked it back to this one gas station. Dude, imagine like you're forking over a ton of money to keep your car going and it breaks down on you. 
This must be what Ford owners feel like. These bizarre 911 calls from Wales. When they have an emergency, they call 999. That's even easier for people to call. Even easier for kids to press by yeah. mistake. <laughs> they had some different ones. I think they're actually a little more intelligent than some of our bad ones. I don't know, man. Some of these are messed up. Someone's wife got chilly in her eyes. The heat. It, it does feel weird. Someone ate too many kebabs, and they said they had a sore stomach. You can't eat too many kebabs. Yeah. You can't eat enough kebabs. That's the problem. There's not enough kebab. Someone called and said, my ring's stuck on my finger. <laughs> Put the fork down. <laughs> like you didn't see it coming? Yeah. My wife lost her voice, someone called. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a blessing? Sometimes. It depends on the wife. <laughs> and then somebody thought they swallowed their false teeth. They called in and they said, I don't know where my false teeth are. Could I have swallowed them? No, no, no. What they said was, I don't know where my false teeth are. <laughs> you think I swallowed them? Could you repeat what you just said? Is that a thing? Do people swallow their false teeth? Well, how would you not know if you did? That's the thing. They must have been just drunk or something. Or maybe they fell into the chili. I had an uncle. Used to love golfing. Would go down to the Caribbean, go golfing, because it was warm there. Yeah, go where the greens are green. Apparently, Barbados has really nice golf courses. Uh, this dude over in Toronto made the news because he traveled down to Florida to play some golf, loved golf, had a set of clubs that was a couple thousand bucks. And when he flew back, no problem flying down to Florida, but when he flew back, all his golf clubs broken, broken. Now, how? Here's what happened. When they were coming back from Florida, the guy and his wife, normally where you put your luggage, that's where your luggage goes. But there's a separate area for oversized items. So say you're bringing a snowboard or something that's big and awkward or like a double base, like a big upright base. Yeah. That goes in oversized luggage. The crew said, hey, no, you don't have to put your clubs in oversized. We'll just put it with the rest of the normal luggage. And when he got it back, literally every single golf club was snapped in half. Two pieces. Golf clubs are normally one piece. Now his are two. This is mad. They're made out of metal. They're hard to break. Now, Matthew. They're snapped. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you guess which airline he was flying with. And I'll give you a little hint. It rhymes with Air Canada. Air Canada. He was flying with Air Canada. <laughs> <laughs> They're always messing up. Oh, that's rough, dude. They've lost people's wheelchairs yeah. in the past. Yeah, don't worry. Your clubs will be just fine. Well, they're in the hands of Air Canada. Oh. They'll be great. Nope, broken in half. This is devastating because he probably collected these over his whole lifetime. Maybe. Oh, maybe. It made the news because Air Canada has agreed uh, to pay him some money for the clubs. I think uh, 2350 bucks for the golf bag and the clubs. And then uh, two $300 vouchers towards future flights. Oh, that's not enough. You got to be careful, man. Flying with Air Canada, it's like letting the kids cook chicken. It could be fine. It could also kill everybody. We recognize that sometimes it's uh, hard to date in Huron County. Everybody's your cousin. The dating pool. Maybe you got out on a date and then you got talking and realized you have the same aunt or something. <laughs> same <laughs> Mom. <laughs> Wait, what's your mom's name? We have this contest called the Worst Date Confessional. Uh, this was at a Grand Bend, I believe. Yeah, yeah, at a Grand Bend. This woman said, I was 15, young and dumb. My date picked me up in this nice truck. We went out for a nice evening until we were pulled over. Little did I know he stole the town pickup truck to take me out on the date. He was arrested and I was taken home by the police. 
Can you imagine? You're 15. You think you're going on this great date? Nice truck. Yes. Truck stolen. <laughs> Not his. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Awkward. Mandy from Godridge. She submitted this. We were at a restaurant and my date ordered me a beer, not knowing that beer makes me bloated and sick. Yes, I like where this is going. Uh, but I drank it to be polite. I accidentally burped mid-conversation. Nice! And apologized. But then that opened the door to this guy thinking it was okay to pass gas all night. He thought that belching was hot. So, so, so he was like, so, well, now that you belched, hey. I, oh, you like that, eh? Yeah, I can, do, I can do this myself out the other end. So he thought this was kind of hot, and she said it was just one of the worst nights of her life. Oh, the smell, dude. He went to kiss her at the end of the night. Oh, no! Yeah, and she said, I gave him a handshake instead. Oh, no, the handshake is the worst one. It's worse than no hug at all. Should have pulled his finger. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> if you were around in the 60s, late 60s, 70s, you might remember the human fly. He was a Canadian stuntman, and he was quite famous. He went head-to-head -head with Evil Knievel, and he did some crazy things, like he stood on top of an airplane mid-flight, and he attempted to jump over 27 school buses on a motorcycle. He, did, he, did he live? <laughs> he lived, but he disappeared from the limelight, and no one knows where he went. And he was nameless for his whole career, but accidentally let his name slip in an interview once. Rick Rojat, the human fly. This actually became a Marvel comic. He was that famous. And so now there's a documentary filmmaker looking for this guy. They want to find the human fly. And they have reason to believe he lives in the Fergus area. Okay, that's not far from Huron County. Yeah. So if you know a guy named Rick and he maybe he's your crazy uncle and he tells stories of jumping over buses yeah maybe he's got a real bad concussion yeah and he has a hard time concentrating because he tried to jump over 27 buses and he only got to the 26th i don't know this documentary crew wants to talk to him he's dead right this, this dude died he was practicing some new stunt in his yard probably bought a lot out in the country has like 20 acres he's practicing a jump <laughs> maybe maybe he's that old guy that was on that, was it an Air Canada flight, tried to get out the door? Maybe that was him. He's trying to get on top of the plane. That was his latest stunt. Yeah. Trying to jump out of a plane <laughs> mid-flight. Spoiler alert, it didn't happen. So if you know old Dickie Rojad, I'll let this documentary crew know. I'd love to learn about this guy. This will be a fascinating documentary if they find him. Yeah. Canadian evil Knievel. Yeah. Except, except he has free health care, which is nice. So he's probably doing okay. Don't like to bum you out. We try to make you happy. We love you. <laughs> but grocery prices are kind of a thing that you have to deal with, we deal with. And we feel it's important to tell you that Metro says higher food prices will be coming to their grocery stores as soon as next week. Why do they announce this? Going to make your life even worse. Prepare to hate us even more. <laughs> They say suppliers are raising their prices, so we have to raise our prices because of the suppliers, Matthew. It's mm. not corporate greed. It's not our record profits. It's what's the, the supplier. Yeah, the suppliers. Yeah. That's right. It's not us. It's the suppliers. One thing they expect to go up in price a lot starting next week, orange juice. Apparently, there's an issue with some orange crops. Oh, maybe there'll be like a black market. For orange juice. Do you think there's some, like, sketchy person on the street corner with a trench coat, and they're like, hey, buddy, psst, hey, psst, you want to you buy some squeeze? 
Yeah, you got any rind? Yeah, uh, hey, yeah I'll, <laughs> I'll take a pound of round. Hey, you got any of the Simpson? You know what I mean? O.J. Simpson? O. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I buy a squirt of Sunny D? Hey, any navel on you? Hey, uh, g- give me a container of zest. Have you ever taken a day off school for something that meant a lot to you? My mom used to pull us out on a Wednesday afternoon uh, close to the end of school, and we'd go to Canada's Wonderland because there was no lines. It was during school, during the week, yeah. no lines. That's educational, yeah. riding roller coasters. How? Well, I mean, you get to learn about physics. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't learn anything. You get to learn the roller coaster goes up a hill, and the momentum from the hill makes it go around the track. Your threshold for learning is super low. It's very educational. Down in Australia, they're actually adjusting their exam schedule because Taylor Swift is touring down there. And so the, the kids were supposed to write exams, but so many of them are going to be away that they're letting them write it on another day. That's nice. Yeah. And you know there's probably that crotchety old principal, vice principal, who's like, no kids need to be on time for their academics. Shut up. Meet them halfway. The kids will study. The kids will do their exam. But it's Taylor Swift, bro. She's going to Australia. It's a penal colony. Big artists like her don't go out there that often. And let the kids go to the concert. It's a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. When you're 80 years old, you're not going to remember the algebra exam, but you will remember seeing Taylor Swift. I saw Taylor Swift in Brisbane, Australia. Sure you did. Take your brain medication. Who's Taylor Swift? You were telling me that when you went to school, when there was exams or tests, a lot of times they would get rescheduled. And kids would be missing on harvest day. There'd be that one nice day where you had to get the hay in. Okay, so you don't plan any tests for the, the day farm. the hay has to get cut. So that's a good excuse, I would say. And so is a Taylor Swift concert. Yeah, you could say uh, hay is the Taylor Swift of Huron County. Do not make a Haler Swift comment. You made it. You used to work at a bagel shop? Yeah, I was the baker. You were the baker, and you said sometimes you'd make too many so that you could take some home. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't sell them by the end of the night, I got to take them home. So sometimes too many were baked. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah it sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes you got it wrong. Yeah, and sometimes Matt Hussey uh, came home with a freezer full of bagels. No garbage bag full. Look at you. Yeah. But you dump them in the freezer, right? You oh, yeah. freeze them and pull them out when you need them. Still have some. No. <laughs> Thousands of bagels. <laughs> 30 years later. Oh, boy. Yeah. Have you ever heard of, uh, your daughter lived in Montreal for a minute. You ever heard of St. Viator bagels? I think my daughter lived close to that. Is it in the Jewish community? Yeah, it's in the Jewish neighborhood in Montreal. Uh, Old school Jewish style bagel. The best bagel I've ever eaten. And they've partnered with Philadelphia Cream Cheese. And they're promoting this bagel with no hole. And the idea is that you have more space to spread the cream cheese or whatever it is you put on your bagel without it coming through that hole. That's not a bagel. That's a bun. Is that just bread at that's that point? It's just a bun. I agree with you. Right? I'm I'm totally on board. A bagel is not a bagel unless it's got a hole I can tongue the cream cheese out of. Otherwise, it's just a less sexy piece of bread. I'm looking at the forecast for Huron County next few days, and it's looking like it's going to be above the freezing mark, so it's going to be pretty mild going into February. And the last few weeks have been pretty mild out west in British Columbia to the degree that in Cranbrook, British Columbia. They broke a record set in 1931. The record high for Monday in 1931 was 10.6 degrees. They hit 10.8 this week. Oh, sweet. But they had some cold weather a few weeks ago. Yeah, they were getting a lot of snow. It wasn't too cold, but they were getting record snowfalls a couple weeks ago. 
And it got me thinking with all this warm weather, you're going to need your beach body earlier in the year. Oh, yeah. You're, you don't need to be ready for June or July. You need to be ready for like April. Maybe. So you need to start uh, eating chicken and protein bars. Nothing but chicken and protein bars. You start doing some crunches, and then by the time the beach weather rolls around in the spring, you'll be jacked and malnourished. Worst date confessional Valentine's contest. Jennifer of Bayfield, she sent us this story. She went out with this guy. He was really quiet, and he smelled really weird. Eventually, I asked what the smell was. He said he was a mortician. Holy crap. He smelled like dead bodies or whatever you put in the dead bodies. And then he wouldn't stop talking about his job while they were eating. They're eating a steak, and he's like, so I was uh, cutting off this ankle the other day. And I'm like, oh, God. What? They don't cut off the ankles. I don't know what they do. To fit in the casket? Maybe. God. Casket's a little too short, and you got to fit a tall person in there. You cut off an ankle or two. Somebody's got to be a mortician. Yeah. Maybe you could tell your side of the story. Yeah. You're a mortician. Yeah, I started talking about dead bodies, and this girl didn't like it. Yeah, she said I smelled weird. Yeah. You had a bad date. It didn't go as planned. We want to know what happened. It's like this one from uh, Melanie in Zurich. She said, this was my first date. My marriage ended, and I'm only 30 years old. And so she met some guy on eHarmony. The pics didn't look too bad, but when they finally saw each other, he stepped out of his truck. She said he was a cross between Larry the Cable Guy and George Costanza from Seinfeld. Good Lord. And then... She didn't know he was bald until that night either. He took his hat off and he had the old cul-de-sac hairline. The old Captain Picard. So he kind of lied about that. I mean, that's okay to be bald, but don't lie about it, No, it's not. If you're bald, you should be ashamed. (laughs) I'm balding. You're bald. This is coming from a bald man. (laughs) Shame. (laughs) (laughs) But this was the clincher. She said the waitress brought back the change and she brought $10 too much. And he said, oh, well. Her mistake and pocketed the money. He ripped off the waitstaff? Ripped off the waitstaff. That tells a lot about a person. So she said, "Uh uh-uh, no more of this. All righty. Ended at one date. That's rough, man. That's a rough rough. one. If you haven't signed up to be an organ donor, it's a nice thing to do. What do you care? You're dead. Let somebody else have your sweet, sweet organs. Yeah, might as well share. Yeah. Share them organs. I don't know if I'd want your organs, though. Well, I don't know if my heart would be that great. I'm missing a valve. (laughs) I understand those are important. But I guess if it could save someone's life till they find a better heart. (laughs) Till they find a good one. (laughs) Turns out British Columbia leads the country in its number of deceased organ donors. So that's people who have died and then donated their organs. They're followed by Ontario. So we're second, then Alberta, then Northwest Territories, and then Nunavut. 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 They're not sharing their organs as much. Uh, more than the other provinces and territories. Yeah. I have a theory, though, why BC leads the country in organ donations. A lot of people might be healthier out there because they're near the ocean. They've got the mountains out there. Those are some healthy organs. Think I want an organ from someone in Clinton? Might as well just give myself liver cirrhosis. Did you grow up on Sesame Street? Was it around when you were growing up? Yeah, yeah. It was a, it's been around forever. Been around for eons, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 11, 12. See? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> that was the Pointer Sisters, I think, that sang that. Really? Yeah. 
I wasn't expecting we'd be talking about the Pointer Sisters this morning. (laughs) Talking about Sesame Street because Elmo was in the news this morning. You know Elmo. You love Elmo. His toy was the hottest toy back in, like, what was that, 1997? Yeah. Tickle me, Elmo. Oh, it was so innocent. He's so innocent. You tickled him and he laughed. And we have ruined Elmo's year. So Elmo posted on Twitter asking, how is everybody doing? Oh, Elmo from Sesame Street, he's wondering how you're doing. Elmo is concerned about you. That's a terrible thing to ask on the last Monday morning in January. (laughs) On the internet. (laughs) Yes. On the internet. And because it was on Twitter, on the internet, and a lot of people follow Elmo, people had interesting responses. Elmo, each day the abyss we stare into grows a unique horror. (laughs) How's everybody doing? Elmo, I'm depressed and broke. Elmo, I'm going to be real. I am at my f***ing limit. Elmo, I just got laid off. Elmo, the world is burning. No amount of tickles can fix this. Elmo's sad. Elmo, my wife left me. These are all real responses to Elmo asking, how is everybody doing? I like this idea, though. Uh, somehow I feel like it's easier talking to a Muppet. Maybe. But, That's a type know. of therapy. Some yeah. people have trouble opening up to other humans, but yeah. suddenly you have a sock puppet on your hand. Tell Mr. Socko how you're feeling right now. There you go. There I you think go. this is a good strategy, and hopefully Elmo can handle it. But maybe you talk to like a, a registered counselor and not <laughs> a puppeteer that works for Sesame Street. Or at least Oscar the Grouch. I feel like he could handle it. Oscar the Grouch yeah. has seen some stuff and he's got the best weed. What are your plans for Valentine's Day, Matthew? It's two weeks from today. Uh, I'm actually singing that night at a, a restaurant. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> but my wife and I will celebrate a different you'll, day. You'll be making other people feel lovey-dovey. Yeah, I'm going to be pulling out all the love songs crooning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love songs from our own mad hussy. And that might be somebody's worst date. The date was going great until the singer started singing. That could realistically happen. <laughs> Somebody could be having a good night, and then oh, the old Hussman pulls out his guitar. Valentine's Day contest kicking off here at the station. We want to hear about your bad dates. This person says, my worst date was my wedding night. It was horrible. My ex-husband, <laughs> now an ex, was supposed to make reservations for camping. And he didn't. We ended up sleeping in the car (gasps) on their wedding night. On your wedding night, sleeping in the car? Terrible. Marriage didn't last, though. (laughs) Maybe your worst date was with the one you married and then divorced. Let us know that story. I had a first date when I was 17 with a guy a few years older. He took me to a barn. (laughs) You could end it there. You could end it there. To show me the veal calves. That he hauled with his trailer to market. I was not a farm girl, had never been in a barn in my life. It was very odd and weird and uncomfortable. That was the date? That was the date. Hey, I'm trying to woo you. Let's go see some cows are going to probably die tomorrow. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.